everyone doing out there? Welcome to Major League A-Holes, the show. I'm Pete. I'm Ryan. Welcome to the show, MajorLeagueAholes.com. Got a big show again this week. The season is winding down. We only have like two weeks left. It's fucking crazy. We've got plenty of White Sox, Cubs, Giants, and Tigers news. Uh, we've got some shit you couldn't make up. And, of course, Asshole of the Week. Once again, Joe West is rearing his fat, ugly head. So let's go ahead and jump into the news. Now here's the news. It's the news. The big news. Oh, fuck, Scotty, that is good news. That is great news, man. Let's bring it all home as Major League Baseball presents This Week in Baseball. All right. Well, leading the pack. Uh, as Smitty said a few weeks ago during that cup series, it kind of took Chicago by the balls in the baseball community. And, uh, the, the white Sox are, uh, are leading the way, but we've got 17 games in a row coming up two series against the twins and the Indians. Mm. And we've got a Dallas Keuchel, the Dallas Keuchel on the IL, uh, I am not panicking yet. They retroactive. Panic. Panic. Re- I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm not panicking yet. I <laughs> retroactive to the seventh, with actually puts them in line to start the last game of the Minnesota series and also pitch in the Cleveland series. If, I think I think the socks, yeah, for back stiffness. I think the socks are erring on the side of caution here to make sure he's ready to go for the stretch run. What is the, what is the, I, I heard back spasms. Yeah. Now it's back yeah. stiffness. Yeah. Back spasms. So that's, okay, well, that, that, that's, that's, there's a, there's a, it's a common thing with pitchers happens throughout the season. I don't I, think it's anything long-term to worry about. Well, that's what I would think too. And back spasms, I think of back spasms as being very temporary, but why would they put them on the 10 day IL for something that's so temporary? That, that's, that's why I think it might be a little more than, than just spasms. Um, I don't know. The Sox have always been pretty transparent with their injuries. So it I, just seems, it seems kind of strange. I mean, I, I don't know. He, he, I don't know. That's, that's, pure speculation, but with spasms, yes, you're right. You hear about them all the time, but it doesn't usually put somebody on the IL for two weeks. So, so he left the game with stiffness that have now <laughs> stiffness went to spasms, which turned into uh, a blown out kidney. No, I, I we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens, but, but I'm potentially not, the 17th. He could be back. Yes. Potentially the 17th, which pitches the last game of the Minnesota series. So you still get the, um, should get the cream of the white Sox pitching crop in that series. Uh, I was digging into some numbers to see if I should be optimistic or not optimistic about the white Sox in the playoffs. And I've said this week after week, you know, you've got to, you got to be able to beat the uh, Twins and the Indians, too, to to even be considered legit contenders. We all know they've been able to, you know, even though the games were, there were some tight moments, they've been able to pretty much clean up on the, on the bottom feeders of, <laughs> yeah. of the divisions. Um, but... But you know you got to be able to you got to be able to beat those teams and and like the way the seeding is if the Sox should win the division which does mean then they de- then beat the Twins and the Indians um, 
you know, they probably draw the twins first with the way things are right now. So that wow. makes their ability or inability to beat them because of a lot of mental errors. It seems to always happen against the twins. Um, you know, even, even, uh, even more important, but interesting with the white Sox. when you look at some of the top teams in baseball, um, and I, I'm, I, I'll never understand this. Maybe, maybe you can help me. Maybe it's just baseball being old school. When baseball rates offenses, they don't rate, rate them off of OPS. They rate them off of averages, which is so weird. But um, what, do you, what do you mean rating? Well, when they say who's the top offenses in baseball, when they, when they do that ranking, if it's just the generic ranking, it's based off of average, which is also like Tim Anderson's the batting champ. Not because he has the best OPS in baseball, because he has the best batting average in baseball. No, so that's stupid. I mean, it, you could, very, it very should be archaic. OPS and runs. I mean, that, that's, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a very archaic, archaic way of doing things. I think you can ignore those rankings then. Yeah, but I mean, that's the batting champ, so he's the best average in baseball. Yeah, well, that's specific to that. I, I yeah, <laughs> that's a, that'd be an inf- interesting offseason conversation. Should the batting champ be the OPS champ, not the, oh, not the he, average champ? I, I like he, that. I think he should, but um, that's interesting. That's an all around hitter, and we all know Tim doesn't. Tim, Timmy, don't like to walk. Um, he can so hit though. He can hit. Yeah. Uh, so. When you look at the Sox, they're they're, they're top five in OPS, uh, Braves, Padres, and Giants. But Giants. they're not uh, uh, Braves, Padres, Sox, and then Giants. Wow. The Giants are sixth, which I was going to get to later. Yeah, we'll be talking about that. Um, but but then the Sox also are fourth best pitching staff in all of baseball, so they have a. They have a nice balance there where they can get it done both ways. There's some teams there. Now, the Indians are the uh, kind of like the opposite of mm-hmm. that. They're two in pitching, but they're like 20th in hitting when it comes to OPS. So, um, and, and the Twins, the Twins are, the Twins are more balanced like the White Sox. So when it comes playoff time, those are probably more of the teams like you're going to worry about. What's interesting, though, with one of our favorite teams, the Padres, is mm. their pitching staff has an ERA over 405, but yeah. they can hit the crap out of the ball. So it'll be interesting to see how our, our little predictions play out. Um, but where the Sox have had some recent troubles is something we've talked about a lot on this show, and we did an exercise where defensively we took the Cubs basically over the White Sox. <laughs> and the Sox are have had a lot of fielding problems that really, really reared their head where they committed nine errors in the Minnesota series, which ruined, which took them out of the top 10 in baseball fielding to put them down into the 20, Mm -hmm. uh, the twenties. So that's going to be something to look at, but they are a team with balance, which, which I think is important to do a long playoff run. So, um, yeah, can't argue with that. I mean, that's yeah. that's what's powered them throughout the season. Uh, you know, they can have down a down game here or there, but overall, they're going to power through. I, I think the only, I mean, I'm, we're, we already talked about it, but it might be overplaying. But the the Dallas Keuchel injury, whatever it is, is is a bit concerning because that he's been the the key to your pitching staff with Giolito, of course. But I mean, Ronaldo Lopez is called back up, which I didn't think we'd ever see him in your rotation again after his performance. So 
that would be yeah. that would be the only thing that's that would be of major concern going forward. But you certainly don't need to worry about your offense or. And if everything you. goes right, Lopez will just pitch once in this Tiger series. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully for you guys, Keiko's right back. Minimum minimum amount of time off, and maybe it's a maybe it's a maintenance thing. You know, you, you in longer in in a reg, regular 162 game season, you'd hear about pitchers, you know, kind of a mysterious DL uh, IL stint, like John Lester would classically go off in August every year for a couple of weeks, just to kind of recoup take a couple starts off, he'd be on the aisle and they'd bring him back and he'd be fresh. So it's a, that'd be a little strange in this short two month season for Keuchel, I guess, but I think that might be a little bit of maintenance. You know, they've, they're, they're going to, you're going to make the playoffs. That That's not the issue. Um, I don't know if you're playing for seeding so much uh, since so much could change with so many teams in and out of yeah. of the playoff hunt. So I'm not sure that they could be playing that specifically. I wonder if he just needs a, needs a few, like to skip a start basically. Yeah. I know. We'll see. We'll see. Like, like I said, optimism that it, like you said, if he comes back on time, that's the other thing. If he doesn't come back on time, then there's a, a bigger issue at hand. Yeah. Um, but um, the interesting thing, it's funny you brought up the maintenance thing because you know, we keep looking at everything in a shortened season. I was thinking about this the other day, right? We're like, oh, you know, it's a sprint. Everyone just goes all out. But in the normal, we're still at, you know, we're, we've still played 40, uh, well, 40, 44, 40, 45. 40, yeah, 40 yeah, for like summer that. games, right? And players are going to, you know, sometimes players have a hot April, which is what we've just experienced, and then their May's not as good. So, I still think even, even with the shortened season, you're still going to have the, these slumps possibly and these slight downturns that you'd experience in sure. a regular season. It's just going to be more, it's going to be heightened though yeah. because of the shortness of the season. And, and it's going to look a lot stranger like, Oh, someone got in a slump down the stretch. Well, yeah, but it's still, it's still just only this portion of a regular yeah, season. Yeah, the stretch so, is so radically different now. The stretch, yeah. the stretch run in a typical season was when you know players could legitimately be run down after a six month season. You could see how they could run out of gas. Well, that that's not the issue now. Where it's just it'd be the ebbs and flows of a of a typical season. You know, the ups and downs of that. Right. So. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how all that plays out. But it's fucking awesome. I could talk about the White Sox all day long, but uh, why don't we travel to uh, the north side of town? Yeah, we should do that. Um, I'd like to be able to talk glowingly as you do about your White Sox, as I, as I would like to with my Cubs. But the Cubs are now, after their 13-3 and start, they are 13-16. and uh, That would be a precipitous drop. Um They've, they've basically this week they went 500. They, they had eight games in seven days. They went four and four. They lost uh, uh, three out of five to the Cardinals, including a disappointing doubleheader sweep. That was brutal. Um, they did win the series, just won it last night against the, uh, the Reds, um, two games to one. The, the I guess the main storyline that came out of that was the loss on Wednesday, the big matchup between you Darvish and Trevor Bauer, who are amongst the leaders in the Cy Young Award yep. race. 
Uh, really looking forward to that. Of course, <laughs> you decided to have his worst inning in many, many starts in the first and gave up three runs. And he was, he was fine after that, but it kind of kind of let Trevor Bauer calm down and ease into another fine start. Uh, <laughs> the interesting story that came out of that, of course, was he, as he, along with many of his uh, Reds pitching rotation, don't really appreciate how much the Cubs like to talk from their dugout. They call it chirping. I'm not sure what what exactly it is. It sounds like general enthusiasm to me and trying to pump up your batters and create create energy in, in a empty stadium, but somehow it rubs the Reds pitchers the wrong way. But Trevor Bauer was complimentary in saying it was pretty impressive how they could chirp the whole game after he shoved it up their ass for seven and two-thirds innings. <laughs> Which is a great line, and he did shove it up their ass, so you got to give him credit, credit there. But I would also like to point out how the Cubs shoved it up his ass in Games 2 and Games 5 of the 2016 World Series. Two of their victories, two of their four victories to win that World Series came against one Trevor Bauer. So you can shove that up your, your ass, Trevor Bauer. You can you, go ahead and celebrate your win in a on a Wednesday night with your with your team six games below 500. Touche. You uh, win. All right. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Cubs, basically, they're getting tremendous starting pitching out of out of you, Darvish. Pretty, pretty damn good pitching out of Kyle Hendricks. And then it's just kind of a crapshoot from there. I'm not sure what to expect out of John Lester from start to start. You know, Alec Mills has actually looked pretty good. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to say with their with their pitching. I think I think the pitching is going to be okay enough to. I mean, obviously they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not, it might be perfect for first round of the playoffs. You know, having having you Darvish and Kyle Hendricks, you might only need to win two games. So that's that's a plus. But really, the the biggest problem is is the offense that we've we've talked about ad nauseum. But li- Literally most of the offense. Well, uh, I'll, I'll back up. The, the the only the only bright spots in the offense would be Jason Hayward, who was hitting over three hundred until he had a mysterious illness where he had to leave a game earlier this week. Uh, shortness of breath and like uh, it, it just it sounded really scary. Like he was lightheaded. He had to actually go to the hospital and it's, I mean, it sounded, and of course everyone needs to speculate immediately that it was COVID related, which could have led to way more issues if he exposed other teammates or other reds, or I forget if maybe it was against the Cardinals, but maybe it came from the Cardinals. I don't know, but apparently it was not COVID that, that, that report came out pretty quickly that it was not COVID related. And he he's back playing again, so it was definitely not COVID. But he, what what the fuck was it? Like you, he's he's got a great you know probably his best year going as a Cub, and then all of a sudden he has to leave leave a game with the really atypical kind of scary symptoms. So that's a bummer, you know. And then we talked last week. The other the other bright spot of the Cubs offense is Ian Happ, and then he takes a foul ball that bounced off home plate right back into his eye. Yeah. Fortunately, he came right back, <clears throat> excuse me, within a couple of days. But, you know, he hasn't quite been his, his same self that he was before that. I don't know if that's just 
a coincidence or if there is some lingering vision issues or I haven't heard him complain about that. But the real problem is the rest of the Cubs offense is hovering dangerously close to the famous Mendoza line. Mendoza. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've got, I think, let's see, Rizzo and David Bodie are at 213. Uh, Schwarber's something like 208. Chris Bryant did just jump back above the Mendoza line after a couple of hits last night. He's up to 206. Congratulations. There you go. Congratulations. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Cameron Mabin, who actually just came back or just was added to the team at exactly 200. Uh, of course, we have Javi Baez now at 196. Uh, I'm going to get to Javi Baez here in a second, but. And of course, the the funny one on the, I saw on the list was uh, Jose Martinez, who is no longer with the, the the big club. He's now down in South Bend. But they brought him up. I was I was kind of excited about that last week. They brought him up. I thought it made a lot of sense. He's a you know really good pinch hitter. He crushes left-handed pitching. Averages over three hundred against in those situations. And he in like thirteen plate appearances, his batting average is. Zero, zero, zero. Zero point zero. He Fat, get, dumb, and stupid is no way to go through life. <laughs> he did get one one walk in his time with the Cubs, but that did not last long. Uh, <laughs> so Cameron Mabin is basically replacing him. And yeah, like I said, Mabin is exactly at the Mendoza line. He weren't, he weren't expecting much out of his bat necessarily, hoping for more out of his defense, but it's it's bizarre how much how much the the cup the Cubs offense hovers around the Mendoza line. Um, I the the issue I guess you know the positives like I brought up last week you, the bottom of the order the guys you aren't expecting are carrying the offense and you know if any of these any of the the highlighted names would actually start to hit the offense could explode at any time but. but you just start hearing more and more excuses about what's going on. And this is going to be, a, I've got a Cubs rub this week. All right, here's the rub. I'll tell you one fucking thing. I hope we get fucking hotter than shit just to stuff it up them 3,000 fucking people that show up every fucking day. Who stings? And another thing I'm going to say, I've won over 1,800 games in the manager, and I'm not a damn dumb. <laughs> 85% of the fucking world's working. The other 15 come out here. I don't know what the big deal about Crackerjack is. It really comes back to Javi Baez and his laundry list of excuses that you, you keep hearing. You know, it started out with, you know, no crowds was was bugging him. And that, that was kind of a media creation, but then he was buying into it. And he even talked about it. And I just thought that was total bullshit. The, the new one, which I think is might be a more valid excuse, is the lack of video. And how that's affecting hitters, where they're not able to go between at bats, check, go to the video room and check, you know, what what's happening, what they're doing, how they're being attacked, and how they can, how they can uh, fight that attack and counteract it. But you know, that's that's the same for everybody. That, that's yeah. not that's not a that's not something that's affecting Javi Baez any differently than it's affecting anyone else. Um, yeah, Rossi jumped in on that too. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. The, the, it's like 
it's like everyone is enabling this this excuse making, and I feel like Javi Baez is is embracing the excuses more than anyone. And you can certainly see it in his in his play that you hear him say it more than anything. Um, he's you know he he came out this week and said it really sucks not having video. He's he's really mad that they don't have video, and it's like, dude. Get over it. You it, you're not gonna have video, so figure it figure it the fuck out. Stop stop thinking about it. Stop obsessing about it, and figure it out. You know, and I can see why he's not because his manager is has his back and is enabling the excuse making. Even though Rossi like gave the obligatory, well, we're not making a, any excuses, and then immediately lists like ten excuses. You know, it's it's just it's just a a lot of talk, and it, it's it's. The talk is one thing, but when you can see how it's becoming a crutch is where it becomes dangerous. And, you know, even <laughs> this is anecdotal, but even last night I saw Javi Baez come out in the middle innings suddenly, or maybe, maybe it was the whole game. He didn't have it. He didn't have it on by the end of the game, but he had like a full ski mask on, like not, not for COVID things. He it was because it was a little bit chilly out last night. It was covering his entire head. You, you know, stuff you'd see in, in March or April games where it's like 30 degrees out. It was 61 degrees out last night. And Javi Baez looks like he was like in a polar vortex. So it's almost like, so that just made me think, well, now he's going to say, oh, it was really cold last night is why he didn't hit. So it just, it's just piling up and I'm, I'm sick of it. And then David Ross should not be enabling, you know, shouldn't, I, I don't think he should have his players backs when they're complaining about stuff that, is not going to change. It's that they have no control over it. it. They, you know, they should be worried about the things they can control, and that's that's how they're how they're approaching their at bats. And Javi Baez continues to swing at every low and outside pitch they throw. I mean, just it reminds me of Soriano uh, a I, lot. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. You there? Mm-hmm. Hey, you just um, cut out. Can you hear me? Oh, now I can. All right. That was weird. I what think was the last time I, uh, uh, I got the, the uh, Javi Baez Polar Vortex. My, I, I did actually, the internet did crash here for a second. Oh, okay. It's back up now. So thank God. Um, but it was weird. It was weird. It's like it lost the connection for just a second, but not enough to lose everything. So anyway. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, so Javi, Javi Baez was dressed in the polar vortex with the full mask on. Yeah, um, I'm just, yeah, just, we can move on, but I'm just sick of the excuse making. It's, it's got to stop and yeah, just, I mean, it's, it's I counterproductive. Mean, you, somehow the, you know, you've got the slam, Di- the, the slam Diago Padres and, and you've got a, a White Sox team and that hits a shit ton of home runs and you've got all these teams with offensive explosions still this year. And they don't, like you said, they don't have the video and all that. So, and it's hard to believe the Cubs. I mean, we were talking about like the Cubs and the Sox offensively in as they met in that first series were one and two in OPS. The Cubs are 20th in baseball now in OPS. Yeah. I mean, so it's just crazy. It's like, it's like, it just doesn't, it doesn't even make sense except well, that they're, at, they're, they're a little bit like the team they were last year. So, 
Now, looking for excuses instead of looking for solutions is not going to help any of that. So that, that's my broader point. But I think we can move on from that. If you want to jump into your surging minute. giants. That's right. Holy crap. If you told me, I, I had mentioned last week, I'm like, the giants are right on the cusp of, of the playoffs. But, you know, they're two games under 500. Well, now they're one game above 500. They're the seventh seed in the and a playoffs, there's still a long road ahead. They've got they got three more games with San Diego this weekend, which could be three straight losses and maybe out of the playoffs. But something, something they're really good at this year, which is a bit of a rub for me last week because of how great their pitching was in years past, is their offense is just fun to watch. The problem is if they put six, there's a good chance they're going to let up eight at times. So, I mean... Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, Yastrzemski's having an insane year, but then all these other role players and 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 guys who had been in their farm system that they've brought up out of necessity have stepped up to the plate, <laughs> and uh, the Giants are right behind the White Sox in OPS at uh, at seven ninety four. Like I, I wouldn't have even imagined this at the beginning of the season, but they've done some they've done some moves. I mean, they. They DFA'd Panda the other day, which uh, you would have never even thought would have happened. But, you know, there's no fans in the stands. There's no, there's no like, oh, fan favorite. We're not going to DFA him this year and just hold on him. They, they got rid of him because he's uh, literally like dead weight on the team. And, and they're, they're going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to, a lot of, a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah a lot of weight. They're, they're going to gluttony. Um, is, is going to be there. Uh, they're, they're going to go for what, what they can right now with, with, uh, these players they got. The problem is though, their pitching is down in the, in the bottom, their pitching is near the bottom of the league. So even if they do make the playoffs outside of a, outside of a miracle, um, miracle run, which, you know, they've had a few of those in their time, <laughs> but again, they had great pitching then and average offense, right. which we all no, majority of the time, great pitching and solid defense beat uh, a, a good or great offense. So, But it's been fun to watch. And all I can say is I'm not expecting great things from them. But the fact that I went into the season with them not even being in a playoff conversation to them possibly making the playoffs and me having two teams to watch in the playoffs this year just is, is more – of a nod to the ridiculousness maybe of this season as a whole. Yeah. I'm going mean, to, I'm going I'm to rain on your parade here a little bit. I mean, all they right, are, go ahead, man. They are three games below 500, but I think that speaks more to the fact that how ex much more exciting a season is where you let in more than half the league into the playoffs. No, they're, they're not three games below 500. They're a game above 500. Are you? Yeah. What, are, what was I looking at? Well, I thought the National League was all below, like there's playoff teams that were below 500 that were in it. I don't know. I just did the standings last night and I totally 23, 23 and 22, the Giants are. Oh, I totally screwed that up. I'll edit that one out. But, you know, hovering around 500, whatever. I mean, the it's it's just, it's cool that the the playoffs are including so many teams to keep it exciting for everybody else. But. Yeah, I don't, I don't expect. I mean, literally the Tigers are hovering around a playoff spot, but they are well below five. Maybe they're the ones that are three below 500. Um, that they are, 20, 23. 
it's if if uh, we could move on to my tigers, actually. Yes, yeah. go right ahead because that's 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 all I had. The, ex the exciting, the exciting Giants offense. I've got to combine a couple of our typical segments. I've got Tiger shit and shit you couldn't make up. I'm going to combine those into There's Tiger. A lot of sh a lot of shit there, Smitty. Yeah, I'm combining those into Tiger shit you couldn't make up. Marky Anderson has joined us. First of all, how do you feel? I feel great, Mark, but let me tell you this. I'm stupid. Chris just grab a nacho. I think he took somebody's nacho. He's doing on something. Yeah, a little mid-game snack. Magnum P.I., right? Use him for an example, right? Here he is. He carries a Detroit hat around. He's talked about me on the show. And Lou Whitaker and Alan Trammell go on the show. Why doesn't someone say, how come we don't have Mark Fittich on the show? Tigers have been hovering around, like we said, like like in the playoff hunt, which is insane. Um, mainly because the Yankees are shitting the bed. Uh, the Tigers were at one point this week, they were one game out of out of the playoff hunt, fighting with the uh, Orioles and uh, Mariners. Uh, even though they had lost six out of eight games, they were actually gaining ground in the playoff hunt. So just just again testimony to what a bizarre setup this is where more teams make the playoffs or more than half the league makes the playoffs but makes it exciting so yep. just as just as i was getting getting a little excited and like wow they've got they've got a, actually got a shot here they go out and lose uh lose a game to the Milwaukee Brewers 19 to nothing uh yeah, that was that was crazy that was yeah uh Matthew Boyd who I just picked up on my fantasy team as a spot starter <laughs> may have been the worst decision I've ever made in my fantasy career. Um, that was ugly. I guess the, the, the part, so that's tiger shit, but the, the shit that you couldn't make up is that was not even the worst uh, loss of the day in, across major league baseball. The, the Marlins lost by 20 runs to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, yeah. That was nine to yeah, nine. That was crazy. So to have it have a have the Tigers lose by 19 runs and have that not even be the worst loss of the day, I thought that was just incredible shit you couldn't make up. Oh, you guys like to tell jokes and giggle and kid around, huh? What have we got here? A fucking comedian. <laughs> For a turkey cemetery. Come on to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Uh I've got another shit you could couldn't make up. I don't think you have any on your list this week. No, but. I don't. Got one that you may have may have missed. Um, uh, did you ever hear the story about Andre Dawson? How? Oh, I know where you're going. Yes, he, Andre. Yeah, he's been a he's run a funeral parlor. Yes. for the last twelve years, and it, it, it's a little little odd, but yeah, it's his. I believe it was his uncle's business that he took over back in 2008 down in Florida, and that that became known or became kind of news this spring uh during the during the worst of the COVID outbreak where his he was on on sports talk radio talking about his business and how unfortunately his business was booming um and they almost couldn't keep up with the amount of funerals they were having there so it's just kind of strange you just hadn't heard about andre dawson you, i guess you never never pictured him being a funeral director it's just kind of a strange strange thing to see to picture in your mind, but hey, guy's got to do what he's got to do, and apparently his business is is doing well, so that that's great. The 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 shit you can't make up that happened this week is it was announced CBS is actually going to make a television show about based on Andre Dawson's funeral parlor. 
which just make takes kind of a strange story it makes it even stranger like make a tv show about it i i guess the only parallels i could i could come up with would be like i guess it's kind of like cheers you know where a, a former former ball player you know starts a small business and you hear about his the stories and how that all works so that's similar but i guess you would just switch out the beer from the bar at cheers with formaldehyde of the of the funeral parlor so i just thought that was a that was a strange one. I don't know if you heard anything. Yeah, about that. no, I I read about that and was like, oh well, that's an interesting angle. I I <laughs> guess it's gonna be a it's gonna I think it's supposed to be a sitcom, right? No, I think it's gonna be a drama. I, and oh, the, it is gonna be a drama. Okay. The more I read about it, it was just loosely based on on his on his things. So I don't. He's like a consultant, or I'm not exactly sure what what it is i just thought it sounded really strange yeah i thought it was strange too that, so, that, that they i guess they're i guess they're short on new material so they're, they're they thought it was interesting that a ball player uh, was running a funeral home well but, considering they've had to reboot magnum pi and whatever else yeah hawaii 80s. hawaii 50 yeah, like 60s uh yeah cbs is out of ideas so they're out of ideas yeah andre dawson's there to help them out so if you don't have any more shit we couldn't make up, I think we can jump right into Asshole of the Week. What is your problem, you insensitive asshole? Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. Who the fuck is this asshole? Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. Okay, then. One of our favorites, uh, 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 a veteran of, of, of this of this status. <laughs> yeah, the crafty veteran, one COVID Joe West, as I like to call him now. Uh, Joe West has made our asshole of the week many, many times, including just maybe two months ago uh, for his, his COVID rants. Yeah, yes. his COVID was a hoax and whatever else ranty nonsense he had, but. He made headlines again, as umpires are never supposed to do, but he put himself in, in the limelight, as he loves to do. This week, when he had <laughs> Washington Nationals GM Mike Rizzo ejected from a game. Alleg I, I gotta, I, wait, just, just pause for a minute, because I have to tell you this part of the story. Okay. So when I read it, I literally had to reread it because I thought to myself, <laughs> when did Rizzo take over as manager for the Nationals? Because I'm like, I thought he was a GM. So I stopped and yeah. I reread it. I'm like, oh, wait, he threw the GM out of his box. Yeah. He was... Like, like what? Yeah. So your 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 confusion was, was warranted because <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense until you realize the massive ego of Joe West was involved. Uh Joe West stopped the game uh, to have Rizzo ejected, allegedly because he wasn't wearing his mask, uh, which is ironic considering COVID Joe doesn't believe COVID is a real thing. He's on record saying he thinks it's a hoax. But to have to to say you're having the general manager of your ball of of a ball club being ejected for not wearing a mask is preposterous. First of all. Rizzo was in his suite, in his box, with no one else around. Uh, so it kind of doesn't matter if he's wearing a mask or not. But what, what was revealed and was, was the truth behind the matter was the, sh the 
very soft, uh, easily bruised ego of COVID Joe West heard Rizzo shouting down from his box, you're brutal. Yes. You're fucking brutal. And, uh, you know, in the silent stadium, Joe couldn't handle it. So he had him ejected, made up the, the bullshit excuse that he wasn't wearing a mask. So he needed to be ejected. The, the irony and the icing on the cake that just puts it over the top is Joe was wearing his mask during this ordeal while he was attempting to have Rizzo ejected. Unfortunately, his dick was out. <laughs> his nose was coarse, was, was hanging over the top of his mask, which you could chalk up to a, you know, a logistical failure because it is difficult to find a mask large enough to cover the enormous jowled cranium of Joe West. It kind of looked like a like a Band-Aid on a basketball almost, just trying to cover his enormous maw. So, right. yeah, your dick was out, but I guess it was understandable because it's it's hard for a mask to cover that yeah, fucking you know, disgusting head. Go ahead. I mean, Joe said he'd throw anyone out. He would even have thrown Donald Trump out of the game if <laughs> he were shouting about his terrible calls, but he'd still vote for him too. So Yeah, the irony of that All statement. right, Joe, thanks. Yeah, congrats, Thank you, Joe. Joe, I, we're we're shocked by all of this information. Not really. Yeah, yeah. Once again, Joe West, you are asshole of the week. Yeah, he's a. Uh, I mean, I I just hope we get a new country album soon because I, I I've yeah. been looking forward to the putting world, it on the world top, 10, top, top ten of the year. Yeah, is is another Joe West country album. Well, that's all, right. all I've got for this week. Uh, short, yeah. uh, technicality-plagued episode, but what can you do? We're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah. You got anything else going on? No, I got I got nothing. I got right. learning going on downstairs, so that's yeah. what I got. Get back to that. Um, I well, will get back to that, and and we got we got we got a, a Tigers. Well, we do have a Tigers White Sox matchup this weekend. I mean, <laughs> do we want to analyze that, sir? Nah, never mind. I think we will put the postmortem on that after it's over. I don't think it's worth our time, considering how badly you guys have fucked us up so far this season. Yeah. But Tigers are we'll are more interesting than I thought. So who knows? Could be an interesting conversation next week because we'll have uh, we'll know if uh, Keuchel has come back. Yeah, it's a big deal uh, on Thursday evening, and we'll see how the White Sox did against the Twinkies. So. So yeah, check us out for episode 41 next week. You can check us out on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram. You can also catch our podcast anywhere you can find podcasts. So do it. Check us out, rate, subscribe, review, like, do all that stuff. It's all free. We're giving this all to you for free. Take it. Take it. it. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. And I just want to apologize on Smitty's behalf. He only gave me, I only have three graphics up this week. You know, he's really fallen down on the job. I didn't have a third, a fourth graphic, you know, that we've been having. So please step, step it yeah. up, man. Jesus. This whole thing's going to hell. <laughs> it <bad>. sure is. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to declare <laughs> this podcast is over. All right. Peace. Peace. Fucking Christ, it's about time. S S H O L E, everybody, A S S H O L E.
corazón 